Well, hello and welcome to another sermon uh, from the Open Door Church. This is a sermon from Advent Week One, a couple couple Sundays ago now. This past Sunday, um, there was no sermon because we did what we call prayer stations, um, stations throughout our uh, throughout the building where we worship, where you can go and pray and do creative things that help you connect with God's Word and um, God's Spirit, um, and each other sometimes too. So anyway. Prayer Stations was last week. This week, uh, coming up, will be a sermon by Reverend Cheryl Kellop on the third week of Advent. And this sermon here is from uh, our very first week of Advent, just a couple Sundays ago. So, hope you enjoy. Advent is about remembering the birth of Christ. Remembering. Advent's also about the presence of Christ in the world today. Experiencing. And just to complicate things, Advent is about the future of Christ in the world. Looking forward with hope. Maybe looking forward brings more anxiety than it does hope. Advent is about the past, the present, and the future work of God in the physical and historical world. That's a lot of time and space for us to explore in four weeks of getting ready for Christmas. So let's just take a a little time today to prepare ourselves for Advent by recognizing the past, present, and future nature of God's incarnation in the world. Let's start by looking at the Gospel of John, chapter 1, where it says, In the beginning was the Word, the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word was in the beginning with God. Through the Word, all things came into being, and without the Word, nothing came into being that has not come into being. In the Word was life, and that life was the light of all people, a light that shines in the darkness, a light that the darkness has never overtaken. And the word became flesh and stayed for a little while among us. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The word dwelt among us. I love John's version of the incarnation story. It's totally mystical and theological. It's completely different from other other Gospels, but it fits really well with them, I think. What the Gospel of John teaches us is that there was a time in history when the Word of God, the non-physical creative force in the universe, took on flesh and was one with the stuff of creation. This idea of the Word, the Logos of God, is an idea that connected with Greek and Roman people of John's community. 
the thinkers, the mystics, philosophers, the polytheists would have heard the words that John spoke and connected with it. The Logos presents the idea that there is a wisdom in the universe that is beyond all physical being and academic ascent. To Jewish people of John's day, the Logos connected with the wisdom tradition of the Hebrew scriptures, as well as Genesis 1, when God created all things through the act of speaking. John presents us with the idea that at one point in history, the unknowable Logos of God, the Word of God, became knowable, physical, present with us. This is our Advent celebration. God came and dwelt among us. Through the cross, we proclaim that the work of Jesus is finished once and for all. This is how we remember the incarnation. It happened in the person of Jesus at a specific time and place in creation, uniting the Logos of God to the physicality of creation. So, so Advent is about remembering. But pause there. Let's look at Matthew's gospel. This is the uh, gospel reading from the lectionary for this first Sunday of Advent. Here, we'll see that Jesus himself might have said something different um, if Advent were a thing when Jesus uh, walked the earth. may have said something different about the purpose of Advent, um, the inbreaking of God's kingdom, the past and present, and future nature of it. So let's look at Matthew chapter 24. 36 through 44. But about that day and hour no one knows, neither the angels of heaven nor the Son, but only the Father. For as the days of Noah were, so will be the coming of the Son of Man. For as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day Noah entered the ark. And they knew nothing until the flood came and swept them all away. So too will it be the coming of the Son of Man. Then two will be in the field. One will be taken and one will be left. Two women women will be grinding meal together. One will be taken and one will be left. Keep awake, therefore, for you do not know on what day your Lord is coming. But understand this, if the owner of the house had known in what part of the night the thief was coming, he would have stayed awake and would not have let his house be broken into. Therefore, you also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. This too is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God for it. Matthew's gospel presents a very different idea of what it means to be present to the coming of the Son of Man. From this passage in Matthew, we're led to believe Advent might be about being ready. While John's passage reminds us that Christ came and was in this world, Matthew's gospel presents the words of Jesus reminding us that the Son of Man is still to come. And isn't it mysterious and 
interesting that Jesus himself spoke more about being ready for the Son of Man than he did about himself being the Son of Man. There is a tension here. Jesus has come, but Jesus is coming. This is one of those perplexing passages of the synoptic Gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Jesus is talking about looking forward to the return of the Son of Man, but he does it in such a weird way. I mean, the Son of Man is compared to a thief who breaks into your house. So Jesus is a thief who breaks into your house. Do we want our houses to be broken into? Is that, is that something we should be looking forward to? Is that what Jesus is saying here? Unlock your doors for your house will get broken into by the Son of Man. That's not what Jesus is saying. In fact, he says quite the opposite. And when the Son of Man reappears, people will go missing out of nowhere. Do we want to be the ones who go missing? Or do we want to be the ones who are left behind? I really don't know. What is clear from Jesus' teaching is that we must stay awake. Because we don't know when the Lord is coming. Therefore, we must be ready because the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour, Jesus said. Being ready is about having hope. Or it produces anxiety. For those of you who have children, you know what it's like to have hope for a son or daughter who is coming at an unexpected hour, right? Being ready is so important to most soon-to-be parents. I remember when Taya was going to be born, we lived in a very tiny apartment at Pittsburgh Theological Seminary. That apartment went from looking like a dorm room, and you know what I mean when I say looking like a dorm room inside, to looking like it was due for inspection by a military officer. Alyssa called this readying nesting. And it came with each of our kids. We got more house projects done before Micah and Lyle's births than any other nine-month periods in our marriage. These times of hope and expectation remind us what it means to be ready for the Son of Man to come. Kind of like getting ready for a baby to be born. We, we look forward with hope and we prepare for what is coming. Like bringing a child into the world, are we preparing our lives for the breaking in of God to this world? That's why we focus on hope and waiting each Advent season. Not just to relive the baby in the manger, but to practice having hope that God is about to do something in our world again. Do we have hope, like a hopeful parent, that the incarnation was and is and is to come? Looking forward can also produce anxiety. Maybe today as you hear this, You're not so hopeful, you're more anxious, worried, or scared. That's okay. 
we're gonna focus we're gonna focus in just a minute on the present nature of the incarnation but before we do think about matthew for one more minute here this matthew passage this matthew passage it reminds us that the work of god in the world is not finished i think that has the potential to bring great hope now something was finished on the cross jesus said it he proclaimed the words it is finished we proclaim things like Jesus paid the price once and for all type statements. There's something that happened through the incarnation, through the person of Jesus, that came to completion. But Jesus' own words in Matthew's gospel would lead us to believe that something even bigger is coming from God, and we had better be ready for it. The scriptures teach over and over again the need to be ready, to be vigilant, vigilant, and expecting that the Logos, the Word of God, is about to break into this world in a profound way. The church has built into Advent many scriptures and practices that help us practice hope. Hope is all about waiting looking forward to something better than what our world would give us. And yeah, this is hard. Life goes on and we see little revelation of God in the world. Generations pass and our own years fly by, looking forward to the coming of the kingdom of God into the world gets harder. So Advent is about looking back and remembering and also looking forward with hope. But there's one more place in the space and time that we struggle to exist within. The here and now. This moment we are given over and over again. The here and now. With gratefulness, with thanksgiving, we can come to God in Advent because we exist in this moment. By knowing the incarnation in the present we come to Advent in a holistic way, a non-dualistic way. Dualism is the tendency in the church to divide and see only black and white, good and bad, past and future. The non-dualistic approach to Advent is simple. We ask God for a present incarnation into our lives and into this world. I think the entire idea of Advent and Christmas is non-dualistic. In John, we begin with the common Greek and Roman idea that the spiritual and physical are separated. The word of God and the physicality of all of creation are separate. The mortal and spiritual are separate. The logos and the flesh are separate. But God's way is the way of connection, unity, and togetherness. The logos is made flesh through the incarnation. God chooses to unite God and humankind through the baby in the manger. The past, present, and future are all brought together, and everything is changed by the unity of God with us. Our tradition and our scriptures teach us that Jesus was, and Jesus is, and Jesus is to come. So we must do all three in Advent. 
we must look back to remember God's choice through Jesus. We must look forward with hope that God will enter into this world again in breathtaking and definitive ways for the sake of all creation. And we're gifted with this very moment. We must pause and find the incarnation through the practice of the present moment. Amen. Thanks for listening in to this week's sermon podcast from The Open Door. Come join us on a Sunday morning. We worship at the Neighborhood Academy uh, here in Pittsburgh, um, 1030 every Sunday. Um, You can also check us out online, pghopendoor.net. This week's music in the podcast is by our band, This Side of Eve. You can check out our music at thissideofeve.com. Lots of new music coming out this winter in 2023 from musicians at The Open Door, so keep a lookout for that. Really excited um, for new music. All right, we will see you next week.